The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. And here's the show calendar, November 6th at DeVos Performance Hall, rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the best Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. November 8th through the 13th at DeVos Performance Hall, Broadway Grand Rapids presents Come From Away, eight performances. November 9th, Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert at Van Andel Arena. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. November 15th, Pussifier will be inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. Those tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. And November 19th, Coetzel and Jelly Roll Roll Models Tour. Tickets available at AXS.com. And don't forget about Jurassic Quest. Runs through November 6th at DeVos Place in downtown GR and Grand Rapids Comic Con is coming Friday, November 11th through Sunday, November 13th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. More information, just search Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, or DeVos Place wherever you load up your search engines. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena. DeVos Performance Hall and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's time for another DraftKings NFL Power Hour presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups and get in on the action this weekend in the NFL all day Sunday and on Monday night. And every week we bring in former Steelers running back Merrill Hodge and former NFL insider on ESPN to break down the Lions game and talk about some of the storylines in the National Football League. Merrill, welcome back. Always good to be back, my good brother. Happy weekend to you. Yeah, back at you. Uh, the Lions, I, I don't see that light at the end of the tunnel right now. Uh, your thoughts on their performance last week and where they're at right now? Well, you know, it's, um, the light was at the end of the tunnel the first half, and I'm going to tell you this. It was some of the best offense I had seen in any team for the first half. You know, the way they ran the football, the way they threw the football, uh, their complement of both. They absolutely controlled the game, scored points, and they were so efficient. Then they start the second half, and it's penalties, um, mistakes. I mean, and just the complete opposite of that. You know, and it, you gotta, it, you're not going to play perfect football all the time. But you can't go from – those extremes. I mean, when I'm telling good football, what I saw in the first half, I mean, I watched the whole league. It isn't like I just watched the Lions or the Steelers. I watched the whole league. So I, I know how to match that up and look at that as comparables. As good 
an offense of performance as I've seen all year. And then the second half was a complete antithesis of that. Um, you know, and defensively, um, listen, that's the offense that they run, you know, they, they manipulate really a lot of the underneath coverage in their, in their concepts with their misdirection, their run action, you know, and, and linebackers got out of place in some, in some spots had they been where they needed to be, you know, and won some of the, the 50-50 balls that he throws up a uh, game when you make him reset his feet. You know, you probably have enough to offset the, what the offense struggled in the second half, but you, but you just didn't. Um, and unfortunately, that's kind of been the story. You know, you guys are so close. The Lions are so close. They do so many good things. They just don't do it consistently enough to finish games. Um, and that's ultimately where they are right now. What about the the first half? And I agree with you. They've had a couple of halves this year that have been outstanding, maybe three of them. Yep. Uh, first half against Washington, first half against Minnesota in that first half uh, last week. But then you watch adjustments. And this is where you've made your money as a player, as an analyst, uh, when opposing coaches can adjust to what you're doing or what they're not doing and turn the game around. We've seen that too many times uh, with Dan Campbell and his staff not making the right adjustments. They did uh, when Washington was making a comeback in the second half early in the season. Uh, but you look at a team that is in a game at halftime and then completely out of it uh, midway third quarter, end of third quarter. Is that on adjustments? Is that on execution? Uh, why the sudden drop-offs in the second half for the Lions? Well, I, I, first of all, you know, there's no nobody comes in at halftime and says, hey, listen, we've had no penalties, but we're going to get some in the second half, all right? Let's work on that. Because <laughs> so, they had, uh, I mean, holding penalties, motion penalties, all kinds of things. They just kept getting backed up. You know, th- there was one drive, it was around the third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter, that I thought was really the changing point of the game because you're in a position that even if you don't get a first down, you're going to create, you're going to change, you're going to flip the field. So they get backed up so far, and then they can't get out of their way that they end up pumping from almost their end zone. I mean, that, that 40 yard swing was such a momentum shift for the Dolphins. Um, when you look at what they did in the second half, you know, um, listen, this is where I get. I've always said this a coach has all the power, no control. You know, it's just like a parent. You have all the power, no control once the kids leave the front door of your home, regardless of what you might think as a parent. Just that's the way it goes. You've got to trust that they're going to do the right thing. So, you know, to sit there and say adjustments weren't made is somewhat unfair. I mean, you could see some of the things they tried to do, like I talked to you about the underneath the players. You know, they where they needed to be based on what Miami does to help the over-top coverage, they were just not in the right passing lanes. They just kept missing it. You know, they just kept missing it. You know, your eyes can get fooled. Now, I'm not saying it's an easy offense to deal with. They give you... They give you eye candy that makes you think it's run. As a defender, you got to respect that. Um, but you got to get through your keys quick enough that you get back and take away those underneath passing lanes. And they just they just missed them. I mean, they just missed them a couple, several times in the game when it mattered. You know, that's that's ultimately what's the difference. So, um, uh, you know, I, I can't sit there and tell you. Well, you know, there was no adjustments because um, I can't. Um, I couldn't attest to that, um, and I couldn't attest that the adjustments that were made were executed properly, like they were talked about in the locker room, which happens a lot. And I think that's um, kind of forgotten. You know, we 
we say the coach didn't do this, didn't do that. How do we know? You know, and who's to say that? I always get people go, oh, I can't believe a coach would. I'm like, time out. How do you know the coach said that? <laughs> How the coach, you know, the coach taught that. I have seen, I've seen more Super Bowls. Ah, shoot, I can tell you, I could put a reel together of people not doing what their responsibility is and costing them Super Bowls versus somebody doing something great. There's probably been more of that than some play that has been done great or a combination of that. The great play was a combination of somebody not doing their job, trying to do too much, or not doing what they were told, or part of the scheme. So, you know, those things are on Monday. You know, as, as a team, you got to clean those things things up. A lot of those are self-inflicted. We've talked about this week in and week out. There's not too many teams in this league, you know, that – I mean, look at last night. You know, everybody thinks, you know, Texas is going to get blown out. I always thought it would be – it's professional football. I remember one year that we, the Patriots are 0 10. They're coming into town. We won on a goal line stand. We're in the locker room. We're like, how in the world are they 0 10? That's just how close this league is. It's still, it's still like that. It's closer probably now than ever. Um, you know, so you just got to keep fighting towards, you know, correcting the things that they control. And listen, penalties are in your control. You know, there's a lot of things that are in control. It isn't like you were just getting handled by teams. And this is, you know, you got no shot. It's not like college where 80% of the time my guys are better than your guys. It's not that, that's not the case in the NFL. My guys are as good as your guys. All right, now it's going to be about the little things. And the little things caught him in the second half. His name is Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back. He joins us on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour each and every week here on the Huge Show across Michigan. If you have a Lions or NFL question, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. So if you're the Lions, uh, you're at the bottom of the basement right now uh, in the NFL standings. May not be the worst team, but you have the worst record. You're Dan Campbell. What do you do uh, to get things moving? How do you find four quarters of football? Uh, how, how do you dig out of this? Well, I, I I still believe, you know, as long as you're doing, you're, you're preaching the right principles, you've instilled the right principles, you keep emphasizing those until they're performed properly. You know, the worst thing to do is panic as, as a leader, you know, and completely about face. And I've seen that. I've been, I've been in, in the NFL environment where, I'll give you an example. One year we were struggling as a punt team. I hate to say it, but I, think, I still think that we hold the record for the most blocked punts. Well, they come in like week eight, and they completely change our blocking scheme. They change our counting system. They change everything, thinking that that's going to do it. So we, instead of calling count from inside out, we'll count from outside in. Well, we started getting more punts blocked after that because everybody was confused on, oh, oh, that's right, we're outside in. We used to be inside out. So you, you, can't, you can't overreact, you know, um, because that's just not a sign of good leadership either is when you do that. Um, adjustments need to be made. Yes, you got to make them coaching play. You know, um, how drastic? Well, shoot, I, I, not, not being in those meetings, I can't tell you that, but... I just, I'm just telling you that the leader that is most consistent, as long as those principles are in place, the foundation has been set. We just got to find ways and keep working on finding a ways or people to keep to do it consistently for us. You know, it comes down to that too. 
If you can't, if you can do it for thirty minutes, it's not going to work. If you can do sixty, then we got a shot. And I'm going to get those people on the field that can do it for sixty. What about the Lions defensively? I know they got rid of their DB coach, which I think is kind of just a sacrificial move uh, when it's yeah. your middle of the season. I, I think it's a borderline cop out. Um, why? Why? Why are they regressing uh, defensively? Or even regressing in game so much. This team is so tough to figure out because it's like you've seen four teams this season. A team that looked like they could win the NFC North. A team that looks like the worst team in pro football, which they are record-wise right now. And a team that is close. And then a team that uh, doesn't look uh, well-coached. I, I wish I could answer that. You know, at least if I can answer that, they'd, they'd probably hire me right now and I'd, I'd fix everything for them. You know, I'm sure that they're in the meetings right now trying to, you know, answer the same thing. You know, um, all the things that we're teaching or practicing and that we, ex- that we execute too because we've seen it. You know, you just mentioned, you've seen it. It isn't like, you know, it'll be different if you're like, we've never even seen hope. You know, you've never even seen it done right. You've never seen this team, you know, like how they play the run at times, how they play the pass at times, the pressure that they get. You know, and then the transformation or the antithesis of that, you know, comes about. Now I'll go back to what I'm saying. Nobody's going to dominate all the time, you know. But you've got to win a majority. And what they're doing is, you know, they may go on a streak where they win the majority in a quarter, then they lose another quarter and a half, and they give it all back. So, you know, I don't envy their position. I don't. It's not a non-envious one. And maybe one of the most frustrating in sports is when you're dealing with teams like this that show it. They just can't consistently do it. You know, and then I go back to what I think is always important. Been around those environments, so I can speak from experience. You just can't panic, you know. But you do have to self-evaluate and be willing to make adjustments that need to be made, corrections. That includes yourself, too. I mean, I'm talking about really individually, you know, and then how you go about applying it to your players and leading them, you know, will be the difference, you know, and it'll benefit, hopefully, at some point, but it's going to have to benefit sooner than later at this point. I just look at that first half against the Dolphins, and they looked unstoppable on offense, and and then you could see it coming Early third quarter, midway third quarter, it just morphed back into the bad lions, both sides of the football. And you could see Miami was coming and that they were going to win the game. Yeah. Well, listen, I, you know, not, not, to, not to switch it, but the Packers have it worse off than the Lions from an offensive perspective. I mean, they're an absolute train wreck. You know, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers may be, you know, <laughs> That's how it always is. You know, there's always going to be a finger point at the quarterback. They, and he always, and when they win, he always does more than he really did. Um, and then when they lose, he gets the blame. Now, let me tell you this. I'm watching tape, watching this league for almost 40 years. I've seen things on the Green Bay Packer offense I've never seen before. Now, I'll give you an example. They're down, backed up around their five-yard line, seven-yard line, somewhere around there. And they're max protected because they got to throw it because they they just can't block. They're struggling in the passing game, blocking people, um, and they're in danger of you know people pressure them. So to avoid that, they may, they keep seven in. They max protect. Well, six people block, and the right tackle is doing a is blocking for a a draw play. 
he's downfield eight yards trying to block somebody. It was the most odd thing because I mean, like when things pop out, like, that's just odd. What's going on? He's blocking like it's a run, and the other people are blocking like it's a pass. However, the one guy that they pro- that they need in the pass protection is caught downfield trying to block people, and then Aaron Rodgers gets a sack. Now you got to go back to huddle and go. Now, how did that guy get? How did your right tackle here draw, and everybody else heard pass? Then you watch how they pass block, and there's some evidence. I mean, there's some, you know, some explanation for why they're so disconnected. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has no protection. This offensive line, maybe as a group in the passing game, one of the poorest in football. Now go to their group of wide receivers. I play man coverage on them 99% of the time. Nobody can get open. I mean, nobody. Shoot, they had one time, they had a trips formation, three wide receivers to the right, the widest guideline scrimmage, I mean, to the sideline runs a go route. The other two guys inside, the one guy closest to the formation runs like a 12-yard curl, curls inside, uh, curls outside, and the guy wide receiver outside of him runs 12 yards and curls inside. So they both curl to the same spot. They're both standing in the same spot. <laughs> it's like, you, they can't even run the right routes. Um, they can't get open. Um, and I mean, cannot get open. And Rodgers, the, the touchdown, I think the only touchdown he throws in the game, was as open as, as I, uh, of any player in the course of that game. And that guy was blanketed. How the ball got in there and I got it, I mean, a borderline miracle. But that was the most open guy in the entire game. And has Aaron Rodgers missed some reads and maybe could have went through a progression a little quicker and trusted things a little more? Yeah, there's a few players every game like that. But if you put all of the evidence together, you stick yourself in that position, I'm going to tell you this, it's hard to trust anything based on what's going on there. And you talk about, I would much rather have the Lions issues than the Packers issues is what I'm getting to. Those are monumental. Those are like... So head scratching. I mean, how do you fix um, players not hearing the right play in the huddle? How do you fix people going, well, I, I thought I ran the curl. Well, you both ran the curl at the same spot. How could you think like that? How do we get people to work on man coverage and get free? Well, you know you work on that every week. But we can't get open. I mean, they got a lot of problems. Now, the one thing they did very well is they ran the football. You know, they did some stuff to the, the Bills that – you know, I'm, I'm sure the Bills are not expecting. You know, I caught them off guard. But they also exposed a little, a few things that, you know, like the Jets, I'm sure the Jets will be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of our bread and butter, and our quarterback is struggling maybe more than both of you guys. So, I mean, not to, not to jump subjects, but the Packers got some real issues, and those issues that exist are more daunting than what the Lions have. Oh, so how does that come into play then Sunday with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Detroit? Uh, this matchup and breaking it down from the Green Bay and the Lions side, what do you see, Merrill? Here's a chance for your, you know, really for you guys to get back in. From a, a, we are talking about coverage. Okay, here's a good, here's a chance for us. The Packers are probably, I mean, this, they're going to run the football because that's about the only thing they do very well. Um and they're not going to walk into Detroit. And I know Detroit, you know, the Lions, is why you sit on tape and go, whoa, they are so pressure happy and so good at it. We can't, you know, we're going to have to max protect all the time, you know, like they did against the Bills. I don't think they go in with that game plan, but I do believe it'll be heavy man. I mean, heavy run. They will throw the football more because 
you know, the Lions have given up more, and there's been flaws in their coverage. Um, but here's a chance, quite honestly, with how the struggles exist for the Packers, for the Lions to have a complete game, defensively. This is a great opportunity for them to really uh, put a complete game together. Because what they're saying, listen, they're watching it on tape. They say, oh, listen, it's a divisional opponent, and there's always respect there. There should be. But I've never seen the Packers in this much disarray ever under any at any time that I've ever. You know, I go back to Brett Favre. We used to play him. You know, never seen him like that. This this disheveled in so many phases. So this is a real good chance to you know keep them disheveled and get your uh, your your defensive. Uh, confidence back and get you guys a complete football game. His name is Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, also former ESPN NFL insider, joining us as he does each and every week on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups and get it on the action all day Sunday and Monday night. Just download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE. Uh, Roger struggling with the Packers, things you haven't seen. Brady has the off-the-field personal uh, divorce, uh, family uh, division there. He doesn't look the same. Is this age, or is it just a part of the NFL? I don't think any of this has anything to do with age. They're getting nothing to do with age. So Rodgers and Brady, you don't look at age at all. Uh, this is just about schemes and the personnel they have around them. Not what I see on tape. Not, nothing is indicating, um, well, you know what, they just can't make the throws. You know, your offensive line's solid. They're blocking. Guys are getting wide open, and these guys, these cats can't hit them. That ain't the case. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. You got, you know, the, uh, Tom Brady, their they're overall chemistry in their passing game is just completely out of whack, completely out of sync. You know, it's been like that all year. I've never seen Brady... Um, from a schematic perspective, not have a chemistry um, and a rhythm in the passing game um, like they don't have in Tampa right now. You know, and you never know what you're going to get with Tampa. Tampa will run it 30 times one game and they'll run it 16 the next. You know, it's just, you know, and I think that's a big problem with them. You know, I know that's what Green Bay was trying to do last week. Hey, let's, let's, let's do something because that game – that part of the game does stabilize things and help you build off it. That's how bad the Packers are. They couldn't even build off it, even though they were on the football well. Just could not build off it. Um, the Bucks are kind of the same way, you know. Um, and, and you know, people have done some things schematically. I've seen the Brady that affected them. Um, but listen, I, if it was, it's not age though. It's not age on either one of them. Um, now with Tom Brady, with all the things, if anybody's ever been through those type of, you know, emotional cold roller coasters, they do have an effect on you, you know, how focused you are and where you are emotionally that, that has, that would have a, I would say that is a bigger factor here than his age. I wouldn't even, the age wouldn't even be a thought process. It has not been a thought process. Every time I plug him in the entire year of this year. Merrill Hodds checking in on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Former Steelers running back, also former ESPN breakdown insider. Uh, so before I let you go, uh, what do you think happens in that Detroit Green Bay game Sunday in the Motor City? Well, I'm going to tell you this. 
the Lions have a chance. I mean, they have a chance every Sunday. You know, if they can put three quarters, they went three of the four quarters. I mean, versus split the half and the second half is so much so bad versus the first half. They they can win this game. I mean, they really can win this game. You know how they're playing as a whole, even though they really may had moments where they play bad. They're not playing as bad as Green Bay. I'm telling you, Green Bay's offensive issues are real. They're not getting fixed in a day. You know, some people may go, well, we'll fix them. The Lions will fix them. <laughs> I can hear people saying that right now. They're that bad, and the Lions aren't. I mean, they'd have to, have, they'd have to play worse than they have played all year to fix their woes. You know, they're going to have to deal with the run, and I know there's been moments with that. Um, um, I would think that the Lions may play a lot more man than maybe they have. I'm just trying to because they struggle getting open, you know. Um, but I would favor the Lions in this one. I would favor the Lions in this one um, based on what I have seen and how they've both teams have played the last four to five weeks. Merrill Hodge checking in as he does each and every week on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour here on the Michigan Sports Network. Always download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get in on the action all day Sunday and Monday night and all the way through the big game in February. Merrill, good stuff. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and we'll talk next week. Okay, big dog. See you, brother. Have a good weekend. Yeah, back at you. Merrill Hodge checking in on the NFL Power Hour presented by our friends from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Who would have thought that the Detroit Lions would make so much noise this week after their loss at home to Miami? The offense scores 27 in the first half and can't seem to move the football in the second while the defense can't stop a nosebleed. That led head coach Dan Campbell to relieve defensive back coach Aubrey Pleasant of his duties with the team. If that wasn't enough, the Lions then pulled the plug on TJ Hawkinson, trading him to divisional rival Minnesota, along with a 2023 fourth-round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth-rounder. Detroit, meanwhile, picked up a second-round pick in next year's draft and a third-rounder in 2024. The Lions now sit at 1-6 on the season, and fans have already turned their attention to the 2023 draft, which is sad because it's only the first week of November. They'll host the Green Bay Packers this Sunday inside Ford Field at 1 o'clock on Fox. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. The holiday shopping season is here, and we've got you covered with lots of gift ideas at your Auto Value Auto Parts store. Everything from rechargeable flashlights and wash and wax kits to screwdriver sets, ice scrapers, work lights, jump starters, and more. All in stock and specially priced for the holidays. Someone on your list that's just too hard to gift? Well, an Auto Value gift card could make the most perfect gift at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store. And thank you for shopping locally. 
Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Five Finger Death Punch. Brantley Gilbert. With special guest Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. I'm a son of the dirty south. On sale now with Ticketmaster.com. Five Finger Death Punch's new album, Afterlife, out now. Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert, live. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the NFL Power Hour, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups and get in on the action all day Sunday and on Monday night. Jeff Risden jumps back in here on the HUGE show across Michigan from the LionsWire.com. Also co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. Search YouTube for that, just Detroit Lions podcast and... Uh, we'll get his thoughts on some of the NFL storylines. Tom Brady, uh, you, you have a divorce situation, which is very public. I don't care who you are, what level you are. Uh, it's going to get to you. Just like you go back to Jordan when his dad was uh, killed. Uh, yeah. He wasn't the same, and I took that time off. And, you know, family comes first, uh, believe it or not. But uh, the Tom Brady story uh, is one where – I don't think it's age, as Merrill Haas said earlier this hour. It's just you got stuff on your mind, and it's not just Brady. There's something about, and I don't know if it's, you talk about coaches. If it's Bowles or when they had Arians, there's not that same intensity and attention to detail uh, with the Bucks right now with yeah. Brady. Todd Bowles is a very different kind of coach. He's a quiet guy. He's a much more conservative play caller, and Byron Leftwich, their offensive coordinator, is a He's extraordinarily conservative play caller, and I think that doesn't blend all that well with what their offense is. Uh, you know, we, we talk here in, in Detroit about Aaron Glenn being a guy who is going down the coaching ladder pretty quickly. Byron Leftwich is another guy that was trumpeted as like, this guy's going to be an NFL head coach very soon. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend, to, uh, to quote Lee Corso. It, it isn't going well for him either down there. And like, the, 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 they got old collectively, not just Brady, but a lot of the rest of that team, they were together for a long time, and, and it's very difficult to, to keep that many players together for that long. Devin White, their linebacker that everybody in Detroit wanted, in this, you know, had a phenomenal two games. He's, he's worse than Alex Anzalone this year. Like he's, Bucks fans don't just want him off the team. They want him thrown into the water with cinder blocks on his feet. Like he's having a really, really rough year. And it, it just goes to show that, you, you know, that it's great to have the continuity, but man, they're, their, their coaching staff doesn't fit well with the talent that they have. I'm not going to say that either one of them is bad, but I just don't think that they're a good fit. And that, that, that happens. Um, you saw it in Indianapolis this week. They fired their offensive coordinator because their GM keeps giving him quarterbacks that are well beyond their prime. You know, Matt Ryan, my God. Oh, that was that was hard to watch. Now, they're, they're, they're another team. A lot of their key players played together for two, three, four years. They add the new quarterback in, and it just didn't work, and it, it torpedoes everything. Um, you know, I say it all the time on the Detroit Lions podcast. If you don't have the quarterback, nothing else matters. 
You're seeing it with those teams. They thought they had the quarterback. Now the quarterback isn't what you thought he was, and the rest of the all the other warts and you know got awful back hair and everything like it starts showing through your shirt, man. <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's like Russell Wilson. They got a big win in London, but you can see it's a struggle. And they have some decent offensive weapons. They do. That, that, that's, again, a, a new head coach in Hackett, right? Uh, and you get, uh, do the players connect? Is there, uh, how good are your coordinators? Because what happens, Jeff, you know this, that when guys get head coaching jobs, they put a lot of friends and people they've crossed paths with on their staff rather than, I'm Dan Campbell. In hindsight, I get one of 32 prestigious NFL jobs I hire an experienced offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator to work under me. Look at what the New York Giants have done with Brian Dable, rookie head coach. Who did he bring in to run his defense? Wink Martindale, guy who constructed the Ravens defense the for the last show decade. Guy no, too. okay, that guy was great though. Um, best pipes in the business, man. But, but he hires yeah. great coordinators. Yeah, and he hired people that he didn't necessarily have worked with in the past. That's uh, that was a step outside, and that like it's working really like right now. He's one of the the three frontrunners for coach of the year as a rookie head coach. And by the way, he's a guy, he's not a rah-rah guy either. I've I've interviewed Brian. Like, Brian Dable is as flatlined as you can be personality-wise most of the time. But on the sidelines, you're seeing him. Like, Daniel Jones misses a throw. He's in his face. You know, their left tackle, who isn't playing all that well, gets on it. Like, he's he, there's... There's holding the players to responsibility, and, and I, I don't think that Dan Campbell likes to do that. Not, that. not that Dan's alone in that, but the the and I think this comes with a lot of former players actually that played the game. They don't necessarily want to show guys up on the sidelines because they were there and they don't want to have that. And I think that there's some freedom with a guy that didn't play and doesn't have that sort of connection. Like most of the time, you you want your players, your your coaches to have at least some playing experience, but. In in some cases, it's better to come from the outside, and I think you're seeing that with Campbell and with a guy like Dable, who didn't necessarily play at a high level. And Campbell with some of the players and coaches and his comfort level. I could see if you had an established winning team, uh, but you're in a teardown now. It's not a rebuild. I I love how Sheila Hamp uses teardown, and I I think she believes the fans are going to be patient and wait. You're you're Lions fans. And yes, they've been rebuilding since 1957. But I do believe, Jeff, that as I mentioned earlier in the show, if they are embarrassed by a struggling Aaron Rodgers Packers-led team, you will see empty, not empty seats, you'll see seats filled up with uh, the opposition fans the yeah. rest of the way. Yeah, or you'll see, especially thanks, Thanksgiving's the one to watch. That's going to be a Buffalo takeover. Buffalo will be, and, and it's not hard to get from Buffalo to Detroit. <laughs> you, no, what is it, four hours? It's a little over four hours. Drive yeah. Canada, Yeah, right? exactly. Drive through water crossing is really easy. <laughs> Have your passport and, and papers ready. Yeah, yeah you know, if you want three cavity searches to come watch the Bills at the Lions, more power to you. Yeah, I mean, and the Bills have played home games in Detroit before, so it's not like they don't know how to get there. Yeah, and Buffalo, Buffalo's really, really good. Oh, I forgot they played the home games in Detroit. They did, yeah. What um, was that? Was that during when they had the storm? I think so. Yeah, yeah, when they had like the 40 inches of snow. And now they're getting a new dome stadium in, in Buffalo, which is... Uh, and, and well, it's an interesting concept, anyways. That's we're gonna have to talk about that at some point. Huge the stadium issue that's going on because Buffalo's gonna get a new one. Washington or not Washington, but Nashville, the Titans are getting a new domed stadium. 
keeps pushing Ford Field more older. They're going to be one of the 10 oldest stadiums in the league when, when Tennessee's new one opens. That's when owners start asking for new stadiums or concessions to get yeah, new things. Your and lines, you got to win, I think, to get well, that. Well, but yeah, they made a mistake not allowing the elements to be part of uh, Detroit. Uh, if you're going to be a winner in December, that at least retractable, right? Where part of it, not necessarily open stadium, but retractable roof. And I think you've seen like the the SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles where it can be pouring outside and you get some of the elements, but the the fans are protected. Like I think like I, I grew up in Cleveland. I, I the, my first Browns game I went to was in nineteen seventy five. Old municipal stadium. Oh god, that was awful. It was terrible. But it had I was character. sitting I was sitting behind a pole. I could not see half the field froze my butt off. My dad, who has never drank a, a cup of coffee in his life, ordered 20 dang coffees in that game so we could just hold them to keep our hands warm. Like, the, the fan experience has to matter a little bit. Um, I've been on the other side of it, too. I lived in Houston. I went to games at Minute Maid Park where the Astros were playing in front of nobody, by the way. And, like... It's so hot outside that you welcome the air conditioning. Like, because if you were sitting in the outside, like, nobody's going. Oh, Nobody. I've, I've been there on the shores of Lake Erie with the weather uh, for a Colts Browns game, and the, when oh. the dog pound was just beginning, awful. You could lean over, and you're right there uh, almost in the end zone. Yeah. And the Colts were warming up. Don Strock, I think uh, Kosar was hurt, and. Don Strock was filling in. Remember him? <laughs> I do. Was he like 70? He, 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 was, he was Dan Marino's backup for. All of Dan Marino's years in, in, oh my God. in Miami. I don't know what, how old he was when he ended, but it was crazy. Uh, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com in studio here on the NFL Power Hour presented by our friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use promo code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get uh, the promo hookups. One final thought here on Philly after... You know, just going through the motions and beating Houston. I'm looking at their schedule. Washington at Indy, Green Bay, Tennessee, Giants at Chicago, at Dallas, New Orleans, Giants at home. I Maybe at Dallas or at the Giants. Uh, they have a good chance to run the table and go undefeated in the regular season. They got a real shot at it. Tennessee can play defense, and that's going to be one to watch. But they're, they're winning 14-15. Um, no doubt about and it. Two, right? Yeah, fourteen and two, right? Fourteen and three, worst, right? Yeah, and the, and again, this is something that, that we've talked about a lot. They have so many different ways they can beat you. If Jalen Hurts has a bad day, all right, we'll we'll just run the ball a little bit more. We'll lean on our defense. Our defense, you know, Darius Slay. Those guys are going to pick things off. They're going to they're going to create opportunities. Their special teams are phenomenal. I don't think that that gets talked up enough. Like they they did not play well against Houston last night. Um, by the way, those Houston Battle Red helmets are the best in football. They need to wear those all the time. Those are cool, fantastic helmets. Um, like that. So I do actually watch every Texans game. I used to cover the team. We still live there. They actually that was the best game they've played all year, and they lost by what twelve, thirteen last yeah. night. And, um, and Philly didn't look great no, and Philly, won by twelve. That's that's a sign of a good team. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's. They're, they're going to be really tough to beat unless they beat themselves, and they are avoiding that very well. They look like a lock for uh, home field advantage uh, in the NFC. Jeff Risden, you can follow Lions NFL, lionswire.com. Uh, he also is a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast uh, that you can catch up on or also listen live. Just search Detroit Lions podcast 
on YouTube and at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. Good stuff here during the Power Hour. We'll talk next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me in. Jeff Risden in studio on the NFL Power Hour, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 bonuses when you sign up through the BetMGM Refer a Friend program. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just sign in in your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credits expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Excludes Michigan Disassociation persons. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan, available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab buckets of cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live on the Michigan Sports Network. 19 stations carry the Huge Show weekday afternoons at 3. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. We are wrapping up our DraftKings NFL Power Hour, something we do every week with former Steelers running back Merrill Hodge and our friends from DraftKings. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use promo code HUGE to get in on the football action this weekend. Michigan, Michigan State. Lions and the Packers and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE when you sign up to always get the promo hookups. Also at DraftKings on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until noon, I'll be at Tin Roof for our DraftKings Lions pregame bash. 
at Tin Roof, the old Chelly's a block from Ford Field, ban DJs, food, and beverages for sale. So make sure you join me on Sunday, 10 a.m. until noon at Tin Roof with our friends uh, from DraftKings. Also, next Thursday, I'm going to be at the Grand Rapids Gold Historic first game at the van, the Denver Nuggets G League team. Get your tickets now at the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com. And remember, all season long, tickets are available. Van Andel Arena, great basketball venue. And game one inside the van for the Grand Rapids Gold uh, will be happening on Thursday. And I'll be there. And they got $2 dogs and $2 beers on Thursdays. That's every Thursday home game, every Tuesday home game. Tuesdays, buy one ticket, get one free. Two tickets for the price of one. And family packs on Sunday games. 50 bucks gets you four tickets and $20 in concession vouchers with the Grand Rapids Gold. Again, tickets available at the usual Ticketmaster locations. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.